Hey everybody, you're kicking it with the Homeboys and the Homeboys Podcast. Do we have a special episode for you today? We are always talking about getting started in real estate, taking your first steps, and how do you do that? Well, today we've got some friends of the show. They love listening to the Homeboys, and we love that they love listening to the Homeboys. We are talking with Katie and Seth Wood. And we're very honored to have them. We're going to talk about their real estate journey. We have um, Katie um, here in the studio with us. And Seth is actually helping aid in the relief efforts in Florida. So we've got him via Skype. But as always, I'm here with my buddy, Scotty Adams. What up? Life is good. Got to spend uh, last night with the kids and feeling recharged and ready to ready to do this. I'm I'm excited about this episode. Um, I'm I, very excited. This yeah. is awesome. This I, is cool. I think this is re- going to be a really interesting conversation, f- especially for folks who um, are wanting to get into real estate or just got into it, um, because I think I think Seth and Katie are a great example of the hardest part of getting into investment real estate, which is doing it, your first one. Yes. They're a great example of stepping up and making that dive, regardless of whatever situation you're in. Yep. Um, they weren't just sitting on piles and piles of cash, but they found a way to mm-hmm. make it happen. And that's always the hardest step, and they've done it. So this should be a very interesting conversation. I, I hope that uh, anyone who hasn't done real estate and is, and is interested pays close attention to their story, because um, we want to shine a light on them, because what they're doing is pretty special. Hey, man, that's well said. Thank you. Katie, how you doing? Good. How are you? It's great to have you. I'm doing great. Um, you know, we had a little conversation before we got started today. Uh-huh. You know, you've got a, a two-year-old at home. We were um, <sighs> sharing horror stories of I the mean, joys of having I young kids. I just look kids. at Seth's face, too. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he, can, he can totally vouch for it, too. He's like, you know, we love him. We love him. <laughs> We say that a lot. And, and Seth, you don't you don't know this. You, uh, me, and your wife shared some commonalities with. I've got I've got a three year old that broke her foot um, last Thursday, which is which is pretty par for the course. And then, yeah, um, you know, your wife explained that there's other people out there that are going through some of the same challenges as me. <laughs> so, uh, oh man, it's every time we think we get a break. Something comes out of left field. I'm telling you. <laughs> I know it, my friend. I I'm get like, it. And we know life happens and stuff. It's just like, come on. The joys right of, before <laughs> the the joys of having kids. And here Scotty is. He's he's an empty he's an empty nester. So he's he's an empty nester that went to go see them. I don't, I don't know. He's ha- I don't think he's <laughs> handling it very well. You know. <laughs> It's great. It's fun. Um, it's like the best of all worlds because yeah. they're still in your life. You know, they they go to school fairly close. It's it's about an hour from my my house, but um, from our different offices, we have offices in different parts of the state. From one of our offices, it's only thirty minutes, and that's the office I was at. So it's like I get to run and have dinner on a college campus with good food with my kids, and then go home and do whatever I want with no responsibilities. So. I think I hate you right yeah. now. <laughs> I think I hate him right now. I, I, yeah. yeah. You'll, you'll get there. So not fair. You'll get there. One day. I'll, I'll, I'll trade you guys bills if you want. Mm. Coll- college is not cheap. <laughs> he, he's right on that one. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's why we're doing this, so we yeah. <laughs> we can even have a chance yeah. at sending both of them. I'm very blessed, and and it's because of real estate that I don't have any stress at all about mm-hmm. sending my kids through college, and it's 
100% because of decisions I made when my kids were younger, like yep. you guys are making now, mm-hmm. that by the time your kids are in college, if you do this right, and there will be bumps along the way, there just is in real estate, but it should set you up for a very great time because a lot for a lot of folks out there, when your kids go off to college, it's a stressful time or your kids just have to take on all the stu- student debt and all the, these other things. And doing real estate like you have are doing at the age your kids are, you should set yourselves up for a, a pretty smooth ride when they go off to college where you can live that dream. Right. You know, it's, it's, so I'm, I'm blessed by that part. Well, let's uh, let's dive into it. We're we're first gonna talk about uh, you know how we met and how we be, how we got to know one another, and uh, yeah. you know Scotty and I are excited about that. So yeah. uh, let's dive in. Yeah. So uh, you know Katie mm-hmm. uh, alone because her husband's on storm or somewhere. I think it was I think it was a January when I was on TikTok, kind of scrolling, scrolling, That's and what I we do on TikTok, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And then I saw. You guys, I saw Clint and he was talking about the water bills, the water bills, the water bills. And I was like, what? These guys are kind of funny. So then I watched about every, I think you only had like five videos at the time Mm -hmm. when I started following you. So I just loved what you guys were saying. You were very conservative. You made me feel safe to want to listen more. So then I went to the podcast and I didn't even have it on my phone. Like I had to download the podcast. Uh, and so I got you guys on there and, you know, just deep dived. I think you had 10 or 11 episodes at the time. And I mean, I just, every single word, yeah, I knew them all. We're pretty late to the social media game. Mm-hmm. And, but now, yeah, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but, but now we've blown up a little bit, but you know, we were so focused on doing real estate for ourselves and for our clients. And we, yeah. We, we're in a, a unique position where we kind of have a waiting list for a lot of our properties and what we do. Uh-huh. And we've got, um, you know, significant businesses here that we're focused on. And so we were a little late to the social media game because a lot of the people that jumped on in real estate were out there trying to sell something. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really have anything to sell other than our advice and our stories. Right. And so once we decided to do it and we found out that we enjoyed it, we realized there's a niche out there because everyone on on these social medias is trying to sell a, a product or an idea. Yes. And we just want to share stories and, and how people can find success in real estate. So we were a little late to it and we're glad, we're very proud of, of the quick following that, that we've gotten and, uh, and getting to meet folks like you, you guys. <laughs> uh, we were, I was really happy. Like I was telling Seth when I started this journey on, okay, we've got to do something different. You know, my husband's not happy. Yeah. You know, we're a little over leveraged, all this stuff. I've got to take it upon myself and do a lot of research. And it's like, I would listen to somebody and I'm like, Mm, that sounds crazy. That sounds nuts. No, I'm not going to over leverage, over leverage, over leverage, you know, and pull this out and do this. And I was like, uh, or there's other ways that they weren't so aggressive, but it wasn't making sense to me either. So when I came up, you know, across you guys, I was like, this is, this is going to be my niche. <laughs> like I'll listen to these two, but nobody else. Yeah. It's scary. The, the um, aggressive nature of what's popular on social media. But it's for all wrong, too. It's wrong. It's so wrong. It's risky. 
It's, it's incredibly risky. It can work in an up market when everything goes right. Yes. It can. Yes. And it, you can make a lot of money doing it. But that's not how real estate works. No. I think the thing, I think part of it is living through a downturn. Mm-hmm. You know, like Scott had been in real estate for... Since 98. So 10 years. 10 years um, going into the Great Recession. You know, I was seven years going into the Great Recession. Um, you know, we learned a lot of lessons through that, you mm-hmm. know, and there's a lot of the social media audience that have never been through a cycle like yes. that. And a lot of the people that are teaching the, uh, given the advice have not been through a cycle like that. So they're talking about this elevator ride that's been going up for the last 14 I years know. and I've been through a downturn, you know, we're starting, you know, we're starting, starting to see that a little bit. So, which is scary. I know, mm-hmm. but I've been listening to you too. So you can I, make I'm it not, through it. I'm not so scared, you know, <laughs> anymore. You shouldn't be. You guys are focused on something that is, is what has built the foundation of everything Clinton I do, which is long-term cash flowing assets. Yes. And, and you're not trying to make a quick buck and, and Mm-mm. don't get me wrong. I mean, you'll take, you'll take any upside that you get on, oh, on yeah. your investments. We all <laughs> will. But at the end of the uh, end of the day, you're looking at um, the core value of properties and building cash flow. It's 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 a beautiful way to do it, and anyone can do it. And you guys are proof of that. We just had um, a, a one of our bankers just stop by, and he manages about I believe it's one billion. Uh, I think it's about one billion of, of assets. So he's he's a large banker, and he was telling me that right now even with all the jitters in the market that all of his big money clients are, are buying up assets like crazy, even borrowing to do it because, you know, during inflationary times in theory, assets should go up, um, you know, along with inflation. And so even at 7% interest rates, if your assets go up by the inflationary numbers of nine to 11%, you're still making positive money. Now, we're pretty conservative, so we don't say go out and borrow and do that. <laughs> right, right. But I just found that interesting that the big money is out there adding assets right now, um, despite all of that. Right. Well, Seth, I want to I want to bring you in. So you know, tell us like how how um, where's your mindset been in this? How does it feel to 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 get started um, in real estate? Where's where's your mind at at the moment? I'm really happy to that we finally pulled the trigger and. Listen to my wife. <laughs> happy, happy uh, wife, happy life, right? <laughs> happy wife, happy life. It's, <laughs> I try to tell it's, you. <laughs> it's something I've always had in the back of my mind wanting to do since I, I bought my first house in uh, 2005. And I didn't know what I was doing. And I did like a two year interest only loan. I said, you know, I'm going to I'll flip it. And supposed to work. I said, I'm going to stay here, refinance. And five, six years later, that was $5,000 more than I paid for. I paid like 93.5 for it. And finally got smart about it, set up a uh, bi-monthly payment, paid it down. And then I was going to move to North Florida and the house was only worth what I owed on it. It's going to cost me money to sell this house. So mm-hmm. Did even a little foreclosure, and had I known what I know now, I'd I'd probably own that house outright. And uh, I looked it up today on Zillow; it's worth like two hundred sixteen thousand for seventeen hundred square foot house. Right? Yeah, he sent me that so, picture. I was mm-hmm. like, 
Yeah, imagine had you turned it, just turned it into a rental to cover your your pay, payment. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and then yeah. paid down. Could, and, I could have been, I could have yeah. been cash flowing on that for the last ten years. Yeah, and you're you, but, yeah, and you'd only owe you know fifty thousand at this point too, because the right. tenant would have paid down your mortgage for you. Yeah, I just I didn't know, and I'm. Well, that's a common. No that's a very that time. It takes a long time to figure that stuff out. It sometimes does. on your own. That's I'm a very glad. common mistake, though. We we talked about it on here not too long ago. Um, I'm I'm in my thirteenth home, personal home, since mm-hmm. two thousand one, um, and I've sold all of them. And you know, if I <laughs> I went back and did the math like you did, Seth, and I don't recommend people do that because <laughs> you know you the windshield's that. a heck of a lot bigger than the rearview mirror. You don't want to you don't want to go backwards and say, oh, well, I should have did this, should have did that. But you know, I could say the same thing. I mean, there's one in particular that you know we talked about on the show that. You know, I bought for forty thousand and put one hundred and fifty in it. I sold it for four hundred and sixty, I think. But today, it's worth a million. You know, yeah. and like, uh, mil- that like was oh my god, million dollar like, asset. What, what was yeah. it? You know, but you know, I I, yeah, I get it. I'm not I'm not kicking myself. Where you know, yeah. learn lesson like you guys say. You know, all lessons you learned the hard way. And uh, now our the house that when we found our dream home basically. And, uh, I was still working on the road. I mean, we're in California, uh, New York, all over the country traveling for work. And we'd come home. We finally, I finally came off the road, came home. And, uh, we looked at how good the market was doing, started talking about we could make some money on equity in this house. And we were, we were this close to, to selling. And we had one little hookup in the deal and made us stop and say, what? All this equity in this house worth a lot more than than the cash, I think. And uh, so that we turned that into our first rental. Mm-hmm. That's great. And and I want to cover this point, which is again, you weren't just sitting on mountains of cash. You know, you weren't just looking to add a rental. You wanted to get into the rental business, and the your entry into it was to turn your literal dream home <laughs> yeah. into a rental. Yeah. That was your yeah. that so was that we your didn't way have in. to sell it. Correct. You know, I did not I was very against selling the house. Um, but we we have definitely come together uh very much since you know that happened. Since you made the decision and he yeah. agreed with you. Yeah. <laughs> and I've 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 done pretty physical manual labor my whole career and I'm just I was looking to find something. I was excited to find something where I can start creating passive income and mm-hmm. Look at these guys that are 65 and they're broke down. They can't enjoy their retirement. I didn't want to be there. Very understandable. Very understandable. And this is a path that people can take at any, at any age. It's never too late. You guys are still so so young that you've got all this time to build up a portfolio of cash-flowing assets and passive income and, and make other – you make a piece of property literally work for you. It's It's – it's like a person out there generating income almost. It's an amazing concept. Yes. It's an amazing concept. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's known that you can make your money work for you. You put in the stock market and you try to get returns and your money's earning you money. But people don't think about the concept of real estate as closely with that. And the beauty of real estate is there's a lot of ways into it. You don't have to have mountains of cash. You can turn your first home into a rental and then move. That was my deal. I was so anxious when 
you know, he came home and he wasn't happy and I'm struggling with how to pay the bills. You know, we, we definitely messed up. We were overextended. That's all there is to it. Right. It happens to the best of us, but, um, won't happen again. <laughs> um, so I was listening to that one, um, podcast that you guys did and you go unknowingly, uh, how I got into rental business was when you were flipping mm-hmm. houses and everything. And then you were like, well, you know, all of my for sale signs are going to have to be for rent signs because the crash had happened yep. and you were lucky to get out and everything. So, but then you got into the business and you, you just started seeing it was so much more lucrative. Yeah. I think that it's really, um, attractive for people to watch flip this house or some of these, so you, know, you know, and it is, it <laughs> is. And, you know, I mean, in a lot of ways, I'm still that guy at heart. You know, I mean, that's how I started my career. You are. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I like, I like a lot of what Scotty and I do is just so monotonous and repetitive and boring. It everything looks the same and it's just over and over, you know, and it's, it's, it's kind of boring. Um, but you know, whenever back in, you know, my flipping days, it was, you know, each house was unique and, you know, TV has really blown that up. Yeah. But that's a quick pocket, you know, of, of, of income that comes in, you know, and here in Indiana, you know, people get, you know, skewed by watching those shows because they think, oh my gosh, if I could do this, I could make, you know, $200,000 on a house. And like, that's not reality here in Indiana. I mean, you're looking at, you know, maybe 10 to... 30 being kind of the median point of like what you could net out of a, of a, of a flip here in Indiana. And I know every market is different, but then you look at, had you held a lot of those, you know, I was making, let's just say on average 20 grand a house when, when you net everything else, but you look at the, the tax savings, you know, that a person, you know, would have had and depreciation, um, you know, the paying paying down of the the mortgage, and seeing what a person would have had had I just held on to it. Yeah, we you broke know, it's, down. It's, a, it's, it's, it's crazy. We broke. We've broken down a few client properties that they've owned for ten years from us, and it's it's kind of shocking to see. You know, sh- sure, if they flipped it, they could have made say twenty, thirty thousand. But then when you <clears> see what they've paid, the tenant has paid their mortgage down to. You see what the property is worth now. Plus all of the cash flow they've had over that period, and it's it's literally like forty times more income from that property than had they flipped it. Exactly, and that you know. that was you two were in my head the whole entire time while we were selling the house because I was like, the reason we could sell the house is to just go and start buying rental properties mm-hmm. immediately and invest that cash. But when it did a hiccup and. I, I really did. I put the kibosh on it. I was like, we have a beautiful home in a beautiful neighborhood. This is not like, you know, what you call a turd or anything right. like yeah, that. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. a gorgeous house. It's going to make us money and they're going to pay it. They're going to pay it for us. Right. And right. so everybody, I mean, you know, his parents and our uh, realtor, they were like, you're really Everybody, you're, you're screwing up. You're making mistakes. You're making mistakes. <laughs> really? Yeah. Everyone yeah. was? Everyone. Yeah. Everyone was yes. against us. Wow. They were like, we can't, you know, yeah. we can't in good conscience just think that this is going to be, you know, good for you guys. And I'm like, well, then blame it on me. <laughs> so, we're, 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 we're told houses that have had rentals don't resell very well. 
That might be that yeah, might be I'm slightly like, true. But I'm like I'm like the house. This house I know for a fact. The house that, that we own has had renters in it before us. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we there, still bought it. There's <laughs> such true. a stigma. Yeah. It's our dream house. There's such a stigma out there about keeping a property and turning it into a rental there's a stigma against being a landlord it's really odd it is because it's a great way to make a living there's a lot of people who need your type of dream home to rent who for whatever situational reason don't want to buy but want a dream home with a pool in the backyard like you guys have i know she's got five Five babies too, right. all boys. Mm-hmm. So it's she perfect. needs that yard out there to let them loose. You know, <laughs> it's fulfilling a need, absolutely. Yeah, and so I, th- I, kudos to you guys in the face of headwinds against you and everybody telling you no and that you're wrong to to have done it. And see, I told you. <laughs> and we're doing the research. It's not like we're just flying by the seat of our pants here. Like we sure. My wife is a hound dog when it comes to this stuff. She will sniff out anything that doesn't smell right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have you have some experience too with real estate going bad and looking back at it. So you guys had a core knowledge to to make these decisions on too, which is interesting that you've you've been on a few sides of this coin. Um, again, kudos yeah. to you. And it, it you could always sell your property and use that cash to go out and acquire more rentals. Um, and sometimes that could be the best option for someone, but there's something about you already own that property. I'm it's, already in it. You're already there. <laughs> I don't have the work's, to. The work's done. The work's done. At the right. best rate. Yeah. I would have been, yeah. now that I see right. the rates and how much they're climbing, mm-hmm. which like you said, never should have been at four. Right. I think it's never what caused been. everything. Well, never should have been at two. Two. Never yeah. Never should have went below four. Uh, it caused a lot of crazy. Mm-hmm. And, um, but we're there, you know, we're at, yeah, nevertheless, we have that rate. <laughs> you have right. it. Yeah. You don't want to sell yeah. a, a f- two to 4% house. You don't want to sell them. You don't want to sell it. Correct. It, it, now more than ever, I hope people hear this message. If you need to move right now, do not sell your two or four percent house if you can turn it into a rent. I will rent it for you. I will go right. over and tell you. And yeah. when you're crying in the kitchen because you don't know, like I was, yep. we, we we joke about that though. It's 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 bananas how people can't get out of their own way. And um, I'm leaving recording here, and I'm going to to show houses, which I'm no, normally not like the like a, a normal realtor, but it's my best friend in the world. And um, him and his wife just got married, and they're looking, uh, you know, for houses. And I've mentioned that about their house just right down the street from the office, about a mile away from us right now. Yeah. And, like, hold on to that, man. Like, oh, yeah, okay, I think we're going to sell and then put yeah. the money into the other house. I'm like, dude, I mean, come on. It's but, easier. Uh, it's what people have done. So it's the natural process for people, even though it's not the right decision and usually the best decision for folks, especially right now, it's not. Mm-mm. And so people don't want to consider it. And then, and then they think of all of the headaches uh, that can come with it. Plus there's a lot of people out there who say, I have to sell my current house because I need the money as a down payment for my next house. But you guys overcame that you're saving up again for your next down payment. Mm-hmm. You guys are renting currently. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're and renting. Yeah. We have, I mean, our rent right now with everything covered is, I think the last we paid was what? 1300. Yeah. 1300. Everything yeah. light right. bills, mm-hmm. cable, you know, all of that. So you're renting and saving 
and yes. and you left your equity in that property, mm-hmm. and you're going to just keep going and keep, keep going. Keep going, right? Yeah, it's it, it it's so easy for someone who owns a house to not sell that house. There are ways around it. Yes, there are ways, and the great part is is when you're buying a owner occupant house, there's a lot of loan programs out there too, where you don't need all the equity out of your old house, where you can have a smaller down payment. You mm-hmm. know, there's FHA loans and all kinds of loans like that, where you might not have to sell your house to to get your next house. Mm-hmm. And so again, you've got a built-in rental there. Oh, am we I, love it. Am I saying it's easy? No. It, you know, you're making some sacrifices and you're doing some work on this. You're spending time and effort analyzing it, thinking about it, but you've done it. And I think you are a great example for folks out there that need to hear this because yeah. they can build financial freedom this way. They simply can have financial freedom by doing this simple step. It really, it was the simple yeah. step. It's we just, didn't know. It's just a lack of, lack of education out there on this. Sure. Know? Well, there's it's a lot. There. You, have to, you have to actually do a little looking find it but it's out there for sure you just have to do a little digging guys like you you know putting it out there yeah but. there's a there's a lack of financial literacy going on in our country yes. that's mind-blowing scotty and i talk about it all the time it's just uh, yeah. it just doesn't make any sense and you know i think it's because um to your point seth i think it's because of the the sexiness of more, 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 and leverage, leverage, leverage. It's just, yes. um, I don't know why people get on that uh, that bandwagon, but you know, we say it on here all the time. It's amazing what 10 years of good real estate decisions will do. It's exactly. amazing. And, um, you know, to take that further, um, you know, Scotty's, you know, older and dirt. It's amazing what, you know, 50 <laughs> years of good real estate right. decisions have done. <laughs> 76 this year. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, but for Scotty and I, it is, you know, it's that 10 years has then turned into 20 years, um, you know, each. And it doesn't have to be this sprint that all these gurus out there want to tell you that it has to be. It's insane. It's I stupid. would literally show him like some of these gurus or he would come to me um, with some of the people that he would follow. I won't say any names. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> And I would look at that and I'd be like, absolutely not. That's trash. Yeah. <laughs> That's trash. Don't it listen sells. to them. It's because Don't it's, listen to them, baby. Yeah. And he was like, um, okay, okay. It's just the homeboys. I get it. And I'm like, yeah, it's the Bible. Okay. There are homeboys Bible. I'll call it out. I call out Grant Cardone on here all the time. Oh, You know, he see? drives me bananas. <laughs> you know, and he's like one of the biggest ones. He's going to, you know, and it drives me nuts because he'll have people at his conferences that are people that i like and admire like kevin hart you know i've seen him yeah you know speak at you know the cardones you know whatever it is out in vegas but uh you know he actually you know we did a tiktok clip on where he was saying it's not about quality of deals it's just about number yeah there's you know, a lot of things just, uh, he's uh he's more of a salesman now than that. well, that, that's but, how he's made his money just, yeah, people mm-hmm. need to understand that most of these gurus, and we know a lot of them personally. We don't know Grant Cardone personally, but we know we were on a speaking circuit for a really long time, so we got to meet a lot of these gurus and and speak, you know, on on their shows. But that they haven't made their money ta- doing what they're talking about. They've made their money by talking about what they're talking about. It's unbelievable. Right. You know, they genuinely are not experts in the field, which good for them. They've they're they're charismatic and they can build a following. Charming. They're charming. 
but, funny. But their advice is really dangerous for the normal person. Their advice works for multimillionaires like themselves. Good looking. Good looking. Yeah, better looking. Tall. <laughs> spend tall. spend ten thousand dollars and come to my revival, you That's know. Correct. Like, That's right. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Full yeah. head of hair. Right. Are you just naming things why they're all better than me? You think you're better than me? No, 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 I don't. In fact, I know I'm not. <laughs> it's it's a racket though out there, and that's what sells is the sad thing. You know, boring, um, true, kind of slow wealth building advice. Um, it doesn't doesn't resonate with a lot of young folks, and and it's it's sad. And and we hope that advice like what we focus on starts to spread out there more. You know, I mean, I'd love for more people to follow us and, and see what we're saying, but just as importantly, I hope more people like us start putting out podcasts and doing these things because this advice needs to be told out there. There is a lack of financial education in this country. We don't teach kids how to even balance a checkbook. We don't teach them how a mortgage works. We don't teach them anything about money. We don't teach them how savings works. We don't teach them how to how compounding interest works. We don't teach them how real estate works. And they graduate college, they go get these jobs, and they have to learn it from TikTok and YouTube. Yeah. It's, and it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous, but I'm just happy that there is something there. Yeah. You know, I mean, what was yeah. it before? Let's go have a really uncomfortable conversation with grandpa. Correct. Because that's what mine was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, how did it's you funny. not know it's par- this? It's or, part of the How re- did you not know that? And I'm like, um, I don't know. <laughs> you well, pr- yeah. you, you, you pretty much under- told me to shut up and sit down my whole life. So. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to understand that's part of why the rich have stayed rich and the poor haven't been poor. Because yes. the rich teach their kids this stuff right you know this is passed on generation to generation within the wealthy communities it is i've seen it i grew up in one of the wealthiest counties in in the united states as a teacher's kid with no money myself but i saw i learned this from wealthy my from my friends wealthy parents i was very blessed um to have a a multi-billionaire um help advise me from a very young age. And I still quote his advice all the time. Mm-hmm. And he taught me a lot of this and that these are like the secrets of the ultra wealthy that were, were that this, these are the conversations yeah. wealthy people have behind the scenes with their families. Literally. And none of us do none of the normal people do. So, yeah, you know, th- this is something that we want to spread. And, and again, we think you guys are an awesome example of taking that dive, but in a conservative manner and in an easy manner and not falling for um, the tricks and the excitement of get rich now. Oh, we were so, we were, uh, we were so scared, (laughs) but you guys really gave me the courage. You did. Well, you know, I think my dad always, you know, he always used to say, you know, son, it's always better to be a little nervous and scared. You know, if you're not yes. a little nervous and scared, then you get all loosey goosey and throwing money around, yeah. and you know, you make you make mistakes. I mean, Scotty and I just broke ground last week on a twenty six, twenty. I think it's twenty nine, but that includes the commercial building. Twenty nine million dollar project in mm-hmm. northern Indiana. Hell yeah, man! I'm I'm nervous about it. Right? I mean, how the heck could I scared not be? To death. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot. You know, it's a lot of logistics. It's a lot of money. It's uh, you know, time. It's yeah, I'm nervous. Yeah, you know, it's uh, and I don't think that ever goes away. But I think it's good to kind of keep that nervous edge about a person because it keeps keeps you focused. It really you know? does. I mean, we're about to close on 
you know, a property in Arkansas because I was like down, you know, went to Arkansas, made y'all's advice or took y'all's advice mm-hmm. because if you're going to get out somewhere, you know, don't just trust Zillow. Don't just trust this, like get boots on the ground, go and do your research and everything. And, you know, we literally bought the worst house in the best neighborhood though. It's awesome. That's what it is. It was, I mean, you w- walk into this neighborhood and, you know, I'm filming it. Wait, for, back up. Say it again. <laughs> we Say- bought the worst house in the best neighborhood. Ding, 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 ding. I know. And it's going to need work. <laughs> it's going to need everything. But of course. the, the neighborhood gorgeous. I could not ask for a better neighborhood. I was like, so we're very excited about that closing. Um, hopefully October 28th and that will be our second property. That's great. Yeah. Yep. Stabilize it, get that cash flow coming in, (laughs) but it's not like we're, you know, yes. No, you're at a, I think you're at a very comfortable pace there. Yes. I, I think that that's, um, I think you guys are moving it the right pace for yourselves. Everyone pace, everyone's pace is a little different, but um, you're not just loading up on properties because you discovered this online. No, you're making strong, calculated decisions one at a time. You know, stabilizing, stabilizing those, getting them rented, and then mm-hmm. looking again. Yes. There's there's twenty years behind the preparation of doing this. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, that's true. Now we're actually doing it. Yeah. Right. For me, any for me, any. Sure. I'm speaking for my wife's age. Yeah. <laughs> Started doing it when you were two, right? Yeah. Yeah. Two years. <laughs> right. Twenty-two now. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, we'd like to follow uh, your Arkansas property, so make sure that you you know give us some information. And oh, we would I've like got to, it all for you guys. We, like I actually have a whole video that I wanted to out. I wanted to mm. send. In with you guys and editing. Gosh, uh, that's what you do. <laughs> I need I need a Bryce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're very blessed. We're very yeah. blessed. I need a Bryce because I'm on here like, and my oldest son, he's like, Mom, you can't do it like that. Now, but yeah. he's teaching me, you know. And um, I tell him all the time, <laughs> it's like literal magic to me. Like, it ma- is. like it, is. it I- is though. I am on there just <laughs> cussing up a storm at this computer screen. Yeah, and I just have no, I have no patience for it. I'm like. Yeah. You do it. Right. <laughs> like, well, you have a two-year-old it. trying to climb your leg while you're doing it. That's yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, that's yeah. hard. That's hard. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, well, that's uh, really exciting. Like I said, we want to follow the Arkansas property, so yes. please make sure you send that in. But we I want to follow your journey in general. For sure. I think you guys, if, as long as you don't mind a little spotlight on you from time to time, we'd like to bring you back and show show off where you are in this step because I think it's really valuable for folks. To um, show people doing it. Yeah. Literally, doing it. actively The doing conservative it. way, but actually building true wealth. Yes. And... Um, and yeah, and then we want to finish the series on your yacht, you know, sailing into the sunset with you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's going to be the, I, uh, the end goal. I started a, a Facebook page. Um, yes. I'm going to try and keep updated. I don't have a whole lot on there yet. I'm trying to get people to join. I call it uh, Raising Kids and Building Empires okay. on cool. Facebook. So. We'll put a link in the description here on like the YouTube and some of the other places, and and we'll try to flash it on the screen. And I've been trying to as as, as we're starting to accomplish stuff with this posting little posts and trying to get other people that are interested in like mine and stuff to share. Well, it's 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 early, it's yeah. early, so yeah. I haven't had a whole lot yet, but 
but we always hear like, well, we have kids or we have, you know, um, baseball or, you know, homework and, and I'm, we're all right there in the same boat with you. Right. You know, we, it we, can we, be we done. want to show it can be done. It can be done. And we can also help other families and do stuff because yeah. the village is not really there. Not mm-hmm. like it used to be. I think it's so neat. You guys are starting when you are at the beginning of it. Because right. That, that's some of the pushback that Clinton and I get is people think that we just started with all this wealth. I wish we could show them that <laughs> like, we were two no. broke kids <laughs> right. who just did this. I had nothing, nothing, like, literally yeah. nothing. Nothing. I was helping support one of my family members on my, you know, minimum wage stuff. So we started with nothing and built this. And, and so I think it's neat that you'll, we'll be able to highlight. I'm so glad you're starting now. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I'm talking about stuff. raising kids. I mean, you know, what are your, what are your kids? You know, you have to set an example for them. What do you right. want them to see? You want them to see you sitting on your behind and doing nothing? Or do you right. want to see them, you know, Getting out there and you know Getting creating their done. own path and doing their thing, you know it's uh, it's important. You know it's. Uh, I tried to explaining something to Maddox. I was like, "Well, you know, in math on just these rates," and he goes, "Mom, I know what a mortgage rate is." And I was like, "Nice." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, so you are listening?" He was. And you said like, he's fourteen, yeah, right? Yeah. Fourteen. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I am not. Mm-mm. I didn't know at fourteen. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna keep this cycle going. You're not gonna. You know, graduate from my house with no real education. I didn't know at twenty. Yeah, and I was in business school <laughs> at one of the best business schools around. I didn't yeah. know. I had a weird childhood, so I knew that stuff because I had to. But, but yeah, um, but you're a lot smarter than I am. No, yeah, it's not smart. It's like, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and and I had big cojones in college and just did stupid stuff and went out and would buy tax liens and learn stuff the hard way. I can um, confirm that you had a set of brass balls. Yeah, it was pretty yeah, remarkable. I, I wasn't scared of anything. <laughs> um, so I think that's a neat topic to just touch on again, which is that you're teaching your family the, these things. Yes. And your kids are going to have a step up yes. over other kids. So think of it that way, too. If you have a family, this isn't about just taking time away from them to go make your money. This is a You can do this with your family. It's a great way you guys are, yeah. are doing this. You're using it as a family thing. Right. I mean, I could talk about real, me and him when we get off work and, you know, are in the bedroom and stuff like that. All we talk about is real estate or this or this. Have you seen this? Have you seen the numbers? And we get really excited about it, you know. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I get it. So we we, yeah. we that's all we talk yeah. about. I, and I then you know our kids now are just like in the conversation. Uh, Barracks not yet, but. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He'll he'll make himself known. We know one day. Yeah, yeah he'll burn a couple of your rentals down accidentally. Yeah, and yeah exactly. <laughs> He's a wild. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just have good insurance for him. Yes. But yeah, oh, we say that. Like like you were saying earlier, the the public school system is not teaching. No. If we don't teach our kids this, no one's going to, and they're just going to grow up and be consumers, just like the masses. Yep, gluttonous right. consumption. It really is. Well, while we're talking about that. Um, so, you know, Seth, I know you're you're getting you're actively working towards your real estate license as well. Is that is that right? So I've I've signed up. I've uh, started the class. Um, I haven't gotten too far into it yet, but I am working on it. Yeah, it's a start. I, uh, yeah, I kind of got distracted with tax deeds a little bit here lately. <laughs> That's I've good. been learning a lot about that. But 
There's a lot but, worse uh, distractions out there than uh, right? the yeah. tax deeds. <laughs> right. you know, some yeah. people find their distraction at the bottom of a bottle or you know something else. So tax deeds is a pretty good distraction. <laughs> I, I, bought a lot, I bought a lot of tax deeds down in Florida back in the day um, when you could bid the interest rate and still get good properties in the 12 to 13% interest rate. In Florida is a little different for people who don't know where you bid the interest rate when you're buying tax deeds. As long as it's still the same, I could, it's been 10 years since... And it varies county to county. Yeah. But so. um, I, I, my advice is don't get too bogged down in that. Um, it's a good way to make money during certain periods, but there's so much big money out there that's investing in tax deeds that it's hard to compete. And don't get me wrong. We, we actually have a client who does really well acquiring properties that way. But, One of our biggest clients. But it's a it, he's a great client, and he's brilliant, and he, he makes a ton of money with tax deeds. But he's got a big bankroll, and he's got a system and people who work for him, and that's what you're up against. Yeah. And so yeah. It, you, it's attractive. I, get, I chased that stuff for the early part of my career. It's attractive, but during these competitive times, I believe the 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 value of return on it versus your time spent is very low. I think it would require a ton of your time and a little bit of luck um, to, to find big success in it. So that's just my advice for that. Um, but there's not, still not nothing wrong with taking a few yeah. swings at oh, it. Oh right? no, you swing swing there's, away. Yeah, <laughs> just don't. Because there's yeah, you've got not only auctions, but then you have uh, land that has not sold. It's just sitting there. You know, sometimes yeah. you can find deals out there. In spare time, that's something I want to fiddle with a little bit. And yeah, I bought a few sandboxes down there. Yeah, <laughs> I feel I bought a few sandboxes down there through t through the tax sales. And you're right, there is some good land um, that can be had that way. Yeah, there. Yeah, I don't mean to discourage you from doing. I'm not. That. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm throwing everything in on it. Yeah, that's all. That's what yeah. I'm, I'm saying. Just don't. I'm educated. Just, yeah. There you go. And yeah. and take some swings like like Clint said. You can. You can find some neat stuff, but uh, yeah, I just don't think there's anything wrong with a few calculated swings. And I'm not, I'm not the tax, you know, deed person. You are. I'm. I don't claim to be, you know, um, that expert. I was. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm ten years out. I haven't. We haven't bought a tax <coughs> deed ourselves for ten years, probably. Mainly because I just don't have the patience. Yeah. Yeah, we. It's thirteen months here for a redemption period, and then you've got to um, quiet the title. Although there's other processes you yeah. can do, but anyway. But uh, one other thing I will but say. The, uh, oh, go ahead, Seth. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, you. But I was gonna say back back to the the uh, uh, real estate stuff. So I, um, <coughs> yeah, the, my realtor license thing. Uh, that's that's an ongoing process here. So I'm, I'm gonna get back into that here soon, studying for that. And uh, once I finish that course, that sixty three hour course, try and uh, get my license. And, yeah, it's changed a lot. Take it from there, see how that helps me. Yeah, it's changed a lot since Scotty and I got our license because, I mean, you've had yours over 25 years. years. I got it in 1997. Yeah, and I've had mine since 2002. A um, lot different. Lot, lots changed. Nothing was online, you know, back then. We would go sit in a classroom. But um, the one thing that I've noticed with people around here in the office, because we still have people that, that go to get their license don't wait after you pass the class to go take the state exam. You know, as soon as you pass that class, be signed up for that state exam and go. It's, at least with here in the office, people, we've had people say, oh, well, I'm going to take off a month and really study for the 
the state exam. The reality is there's you lose it, right? Yeah. There's so much crap information that you will never use again in your real estate career that you're gonna forget. Like, I mean, literally, what would you say ninety percent? It, 95% of what you learn is completely, basically useless information. Yeah, and I put it on par with our education system as far as teaching our kids. It's similar. You, you graduate from real estate school or don't graduate. You finish the class, and you don't know how to a transaction even works still. You know... Never how, seen a purchase agreement. Never seen a purchase But you know what a quorum is for the board of realtors. It's like the most useless information that isn't applicable. So yeah, you want all that useless information you've learned from that class fresh in your mind and go take that exam. Yeah, because I was doing the practice test on this last chapter and I I couldn't pass it. There are just too many acronyms to memorize. Correct. And at the end, and then at the, end the class, this online class, you're like, more than likely, you will never need any of this, but it could be on the test, so you need to know. Right. Correct. <laughs> like, I just wasted yeah. an hour. I know, it's crazy. But, you, you know, go through it. I'd give it the effort. You're going to learn a lot of useless oh, yeah. information. Put it in your brain. Pass that test. Let it go out of your brain. And then get I, – I believe – Clint and I both believe strongly that, that being a licensed professional <coughs> is it, – it's – it helps launch you in what you're doing. It there is all kinds of different opportunities that will come up because of that, and there's a lot of savings that can be had too once you're licensed. You know, that's what Katie's told me. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> Katie, I also have written down here that you're get going for your um, CPA degree. Yep. So tell us a little bit about that. Um, <laughs> I um. Without putting Scotty to sleep. <clears throat> I know. So um, <laughs> there were just so many tax benefits that right. with real estate, with a lot of things in this world. And I just didn't have my grasp on it like I wanted to. <clears throat> he said he would uh, do real estate school. So I said, of course, yes, I'll do the CPA side, CPA yeah. side of it. I think it's awesome. And it's very hard. <laughs> It's very, you know, taxing, uh, pun intended, but <laughs> I'm really excited. Good. Everything that I've learned so far is only helping me beyond and over and beyond to make good life decisions to buy properties. Where are we going to buy them? You know, what's the tax implications on this? How can we, you know, keep rolling this around? So I really like it. And hopefully in January it'll be done. Yeah, <laughs> I flunked out of accounting at Indiana University. You did. I sure well, did. I, I thought that. I, I thought sure I heard that. He yeah. didn't really flunk out. He just didn't do well. <clears throat> well, it was <laughs> it was a, the two hundred level accounting course. I got behind. I couldn't get caught back up. A two hundred one and two hundred two. A two hundred one. Yep, I flunked it. Oh, that's right. You did have to retake it. I had to stay up there that summer and retake it. Yeah, that's I flunked right. it. But you know, that was just because I was a. An idiot, but yeah. but you know, I you were studying beer that semester. I was studying beer that semester. It was, it was good. That's fair enough. It was a good year. It was yeah. all like Bush Light and Milwaukee's mm-hmm. Best. It was a really good beer too. Yeah. <laughs> good night. Uh, but you know, I, I've I've said it a lot. Like if I could go back and redo college, mm-hmm. I would have been serious about accounting. Like yeah. I would have because. You can do everything with an accounting degree, and it's so important. Like we we have a sort of a CPA mm-hmm. that works here full time, right? You know, in our office, um, you know, and she does very well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we have to have her. 
you know, we, we have two CPAs. We do. I we have, we have two. short we have, Nancy. Yeah, we have, a, <laughs> we have two CPAs. We have two CPAs. But, but anyhow, it's, um, I think it's great, and I think it's going to be very useful in your real estate career. I think it's going to be useful in your life period. Um, right. <clears throat> and I believe in having your real estate license, you know, as well. I mean, obviously, I've, I've had mine my entire adult life, as, as Scotty, you know, has as well. So I think you guys are, you know, getting really, really solid educations that are going to help you out down the road. Yeah, you're building your own little empire here, you know, a team of two empire with the family that you're passing that information along to and teaching the kids. It's neat. I really, uh, I really appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of respect for for what you guys are building. It's neat. It's, I, I'm so excited to be able to watch the journey myself and have a front row seat, much less be able to share it with our, our listeners and, and followers. So, um, you guys are off to an awesome start. You're an, you've got an awesome start. You're both making some really good decisions. You're putting in some really hard work. I, I, I know it would be easier to sit around and drink beer and, you know, swim in your pool at your dream home, but yeah. instead you're learning this that stuff. My, that was my twenties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But instead yeah. you're learning this stuff. You're renting out your dream yes. home so that you can acquire more. You're doing some neat stuff and oh, you should see date night. Date night yeah. is like, you know, my little office is crammed right next to our bed, baby. And, you know, we'll get like a couple I, of I know. brews. He knows. Yeah. yeah. We'll get a couple of brews and he's like, look at this and yeah. look at this. And like, we're just basically teaching each other Good. what we saw that day. And we Sounds love like it. That's what we love. Yes. Yeah. Sounds like a great mm-hmm. date night. So, but I, I think it's important for people to realize that you're still making sacrifices. Like I said, Oh yeah. it's just different than. They're sacrifices to build what you guys are building. They mm-hmm. moved out of their dream home and turned it into a rental. They are spending a lot of their time, money, and effort on educating themselves so that they can build this little family empire. So there's sacrifices in there. But at the same time, it you guys are making it fun. You're enjoying it. Yeah. It, it doesn't have to be awful sacrifices. No. You know? The, no. We, we, there's <clears throat> folks who we advise... There's this book, The Millionaire Next Door, and, and one of the interesting lessons in, in there is, is of someone who gets a second job and saves all of that money. And that by the time they retire, all of that extra money they didn't spend from that second job as a millionaire. There's a lot of folks who, to start in their real estate, that's their only option. It's to go drive an Uber, save all of that money, put it into a rental. You guys found an awesome shortcut, but there still is sacrifices that you guys are making and oh, yeah. working on. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> It's not all rainbows and butterflies, but you don't give up. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's so true. And it's worth it. It's worth it. So what, where, uh, I know that you guys are, you know, closing in Arkansas soon. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. What else is going on? Where are you guys looking at next? What are the next steps? We've, uh, <clears throat> you know, I actually had a really great townhouse right in Osceola, Arkansas as well. That is that the same hometown or the same town as this yes, house? Okay. Yes. And I let it slip. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, so it happens. It happens. Yeah. You're gonna miss a lot <laughs> yeah. of properties. Yeah. Get used to that. So that's what that happened. Yeah. And we've, uh, uh, we've talked a little bit about I didn't mean to interrupt you, honey. Oh but, no. But leading into this, but we've talked a little bit about, you know, uh, R V camps too. Oh yeah. Also yeah. possibly when we were, you know, traveling around, it was crazy. Yeah, I would have to call, 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 and these RV places, no spots. 
No yeah. spots, no spots. And we're I mean, hearing that. We're, we're, they have to we're, be making... We're building a storage place right now for RVs. We are. I'm telling you. We're, it's mm-hmm. just a storage. We have some land. and So, so many people rushed in <clears throat> to RVing. You know, through COVID, and now the parks are full, and there's no, oh, you know, here, you know, you have to, you have to store them, you know, at, uh, winterize and store them. And right. There's no place to store them. Our office and just north of here, where our maintenance crews are at, mm-hmm. we've got a huge lot. We're looking into creating RV storage. So yeah. we're with yeah. you. Yeah, we don't know that. I was, I was surprised how many. It's not an overwhelming amount, but it's still more than I expected. People, and just sold their home and just live in a camper. We, we just had a Zoom yeah. call <laughs> with um, some folks who, who we work with mm-hmm. who sold their home and they live in a camper all over the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's a lot more out there than you think. And Todd Huff, a friend of ours, mm-hmm. he's a radio personality guy. And because he's on the radio across the country, he can kind of live anywhere. But he sold his house. Yeah, we know a couple of people who've done that. That's so wild. The sweep in the country. I've watched a show on, is it? on yeah. Destination Network on cable that talks about mm-hmm. people, you know, going all in on the RV. I think it's called RV Nation. I'm, I'm quote me on that, nope. Never again. Yeah. If I ever have to live in one, <laughs> no, I, yeah. I want to facilitate it for some, for them to live in. But I was so happy to see that thing go. Look nine at nine nine months in California in a, in with a, a newborn. Year. She was she was. Uh, Probably want to kill kill me more than once. So. <laughs> yeah. Your two year old would have it ripped apart, right? Oh my gosh, <laughs> it was uh, it was it was hell. Yeah, <laughs> and that t- and they built them very mm-hmm. you know very luxuriously, mm-hmm. but no, yeah. too small. Yeah, that is a small quarter. <laughs> it is, and I, I say that jokingly about your two year old because we had a, a few laughs before we came on. I've got a three year old that's just you know. Live wire. Live wire. I mean, they really are. Mm -hmm. They're just menaces to society. (laughs) And it's us. We're the society. But, you know, everyone says, oh, soak it all in. (laughs) Just soak it all in. You know, just like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, what part of the bark do you want me to Yeah, what do you want me to soak in? Soak that in? (laughs) Gosh. I I love it when when they come in the office because I I will feed them sugar. I've got all kinds of candy here. I'll feed them sugar. Uncle yeah. Scott. I will get them running you're full the, speed and then send them on with him. Yeah, it's you're, awesome. You're the fun uncle. I That's am. right. He is. He uh, is. Yeah. Get some all kinds of uh, Nerf gun toys yeah. and stuff. You know that are really bow and arrows. Yeah. Just the worst gifts you can get kids. Oh, if I see it, I immediately buy immediately it. get it. We try to do that with you know my niece and stuff like that. If it's a drum set, she's yeah. getting it. You oh, know? for sure. <laughs> if it, the louder, the better. <laughs> but then you know he he reciprocates. It always comes back on us. Yeah, it That's comes right. back on us. It's really bad. My kids are getting the drum set either way. Yeah, he's a drummer, so they're gonna. That's gonna be in the house. That's all. Awesome no, though, I, I did not know. Yeah, I'm on the. Yeah, uh, I think it's great to encourage music. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I'm on the worship team at our church. I oh, play, okay. Play drums at church, so it's. He's a rock keep, star. Keeping the dream alive. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, guys, we've really enjoyed having you guys on the show. We really appreciate you coming in, and Seth, we're we're very gracious that uh, that you joined us today as well, and uh, we know that. Uh, you're, I wrote down uh, coordinating seven thousand trucks linemen down in uh, in Florida for. And it wasn't it wasn't just me. It was. I know whole, that was the total, group, but but, yeah. uh, but I I saw the pictures on the news yeah. with them all lined up and yeah. and it's a it really really takes a lot of people to 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 do that and I 
what you're doing is very necessary and, you know, good for you and thank you. Yeah. But yeah, uh, they, they set that up for like 1600 to 2000, seven, almost 7,000. It, so it got God, real crazy man. real quick. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, well, but, thanks for doing it. <laughs> yes, thank you, and thanks for coming in. I've yeah, really enjoyed it. Us. I know Scotty's really enjoyed it. Yep. Um, we're going to be following your your real estate journey. We're going to be documenting your real estate journey. I know. But uh, but thanks for coming in again. We really, I really appreciate it too. Oh, absolutely. I know. Well, that's totally our show for this fun. week. We uh, we thank you and uh, for kicking it with the homeboys. We thank Katie and Seth Wood for coming in. How exciting is that? <laughs> They're getting off of the couch. They're moving towards real estate dreams. They're actually making it happen. So many people, it's all about taking that first step. Get in the game. You can do it. They're doing it. It's awesome. Stay tuned with the homeboys. Till next time, happy investing.